I come from a military family. My dad was in the military, my oldest brother, several uncles, and even a few cousins. Believe it or not, I was even in the military for a brief period, around 18 or 19 years old. I went to MEPS, which is the Military Entrance Processing Station. I swore in. I even chose my MOS, which is the Military Occupational Specialty. I chose a specialty that at the time it was 96 Delta Military Intelligence. I was an imagery analyst. They've since um, combined two MOSs, though. However, my mother scared me into not going to basic training, and I was discharged from the Army. So my military career was over before it even started. I will never know how my life would have been if I hadn't gotten out. But one thing I know for sure is Yahuwah created me for war. I know that. <laughs> I may not have served in the U.S. Army, but since then, I've been enlisted in an army way more powerful. Yahusha's army. All right, let's get into it. military, there are commands called drill commands. You may or may not be familiar with a few of them, such as Hutton, shut, right face, left face, present arms, water arms, forward march. I know I sound horrible as a drill sergeant. I'm just going to say that. I was never meant for that position, okay? Anyway, <laughs> there's one command in particular I want to focus on. Hoppo face. Yep, that's the one. <laughs> I know y'all are laughing right now, like this chick done lost her mind. Anyway, according to Miriam Webster, about face is a noun with three definitions. The first being a 180 degree turn to the right from the position of attention. Number two is a reversal of direction. And number three is a reversal of attitude, behavior, or point of view. So summed up, it's a change in position, whether it be psychologically, physically, emotionally, or spiritually rockly. <laughs> so Yahusha, our king, actually commands us to do an about face. Matthew Yahu 4, 12 to 17 says, Now when Yahusha had heard that Yahukanam was cast into prison, he departed into Galil and leaving Nazareth, he came and dwelt in Capernaum, which is upon the seacoast in the borders of Zebulon and Naphtali, that it might be fulfilled, which was spoken by Yahshayahu the prophet, that's Isaiah, saying, The land of Zebulon and the land of Naphtali, by the way of the sea, beyond the Jordan, which is the Jordan River, and Galil, which is Galilee, of the other nations, the people which sat in darkness saw a great light, and to them which sat in the region and shadow of death, Light is sprung up. From that time, Yahushua began to preach and to say, Repent, for the kingdom of heaven is at hand. In other words, about face. Can y'all tell I'm having fun like doing this? <laughs> anyway, so we've been going down this path of healing. But before we go even further, it's important to consider the costs of continuing. This is a long one, but this is Lucas or Luke 14, 25 to 35. And there went great multitudes with him, and he turned and said unto them, 
If any man come to me and hate not his father and mother and woman and children and brethren and sisters, yea, and his own life also, he cannot be my Talmud, which is disciple. And whosoever does not take up his cross or execution stake and come after me cannot be my Talmud. For which of you, intending to build a tower, sits not down first and counts the cost, whether he have sufficient to finish it? Lest haply, after he has laid the foundation and is not able to finish it, all that behold it begin to mock him, saying, This man began to build and was not able to finish. Or what king going to make war against another king sits not down first and consults whether he be able with 10,000 to meet him that comes against him with 20,000? Or else, while the other is yet a great way off, he sends an ambassage and desires conditions of peace. So likewise, whosoever be of you that forsakes not all that he has, he cannot be my Talmud. Salt is good, but if the salt have lost his savor, wherewith shall it be savored or seasoned? I'm sorry. It is neither fit for the land nor yet for the dunghill, but men cast it out. He that has ears to hear, let him hear. So Yahusha said a whole mouthful, but basically he's saying, don't think that you're finna come on this path. And then once persecution and trials and tribulation come, you're finna run back to where you came from because that's not how it works. <laughs> you've left in, in, you've left enemy territory to join his army, but you can't go back to enemy territory without becoming a prisoner of war. Okay. And when he says salt is good, but if the salt have lost its savor, whether whether with shall it be seasoned? Salt is a seasoning. You can't season a seasoning. <laughs> okay? So moving forward is the best decision you'll ever make, but it's not one to take lightly, okay? So in February 2020, my son's father and I were arrested for domestic violence. It was the way Yahuwah chose to give me my final wake-up call. And looking back, hallelujah, for that wake-up call. But... At the time, that was not my mentality, as you can probably imagine. So that March, I started working as the receptionist for a local government entity. As the pandemic started to spread more and more, I quickly found myself without much to do at work since the public was no longer allowed in the building. So as a receptionist, I wasn't just the one that answered the phone calls and directed them to whatever department or personnel the person was calling for. We also had different types of meetings in the meeting rooms for the public to come in. And so that was the that was the bulk of my job. So once everything started to shut down, I no longer had a job to do because the public was no longer allowed in there. And a lot of the personnel had already started working from home. And with me being a receptionist, I didn't really have that opportunity. So you can imagine I no longer have that job. Anyway... One day, Ruach HaKadosh told me to write down everything he said. One of the last things he said was, I will wipe the slate clean for you legally. Don't return to your vomit. Given the circumstances around the arrest in February, I became joyful because I knew I was innocent. So January 26th, I'm sorry, January 6th of 2021, we both went to court. That's me and my son's father where the DA dropped the charges against my son's father and picked them up against me. So basically they were saying, in this case, we feel like he is the victim and I was the aggressor. I was the one that was in the wrong. So naturally, at first I was angry, but then I convinced myself, this is just a test. Okay, so I'm, I'm trying to hold on to some hope in this 
situation, you guys. So later that same year, I was sent to Michigan, which is a place that I had no family and no friends because the person that I thought was a friend wound up not being a friend. But no family and friends, just <laughs> me and Yahuwah. <laughs> And this is where I went through the wilderness briefly described in the earlier episodes of this podcast. So when you hear me talking about, you know, I didn't know what I didn't know and all this other stuff, just go back to the earlier episodes, season one specifically. When you hear me talking about the different things I went through, this is where I was. I was in Michigan. So June of 2022, I finally had my day in court where I was convicted of the crime and I was sentenced to probation and anger management. So again, you can imagine standing in that courtroom, being told that I did something <laughs> that I know I didn't do. So let me just paint this picture. I stood in the courtroom being falsely accused and sentenced and Yahuwah commanded me not to defend myself. Because I, trust me, <laughs> I knew what I needed to say and do in order to keep from being convicted. But he told me, he said, no, don't say anything. You stand there and you take it. Do you have any idea how hard that was and how angry I was? Especially because my son was there. I had to take him with me. I didn't have any place to put him. So I had to take him with me to court. So I was upset with Yahuwah and wondering if maybe I had heard him wrong when he told me that he was going to wipe the slate clean for me legally. But like the good father that he is, that's when he reminded me of a dream I had had earlier in 2022 which Ruach HaKodesh had revealed the meaning of that dream. So I'm going to tell you the dream first. I'm going to tell you the meaning of the dream. So in the dream, me and my immediate family in real life were walking into this facility where a wedding was about to take place. But then all of a sudden, I found myself away from my family and I was sitting in a section surrounded by people I went to high school with. And... In the midst of the conversation, they all started looking at me saying that they lived at this particular address. The address was the address that I lived at when I was in high school. And they kept saying that they lived there. They lived there. And I, I would look at them and say, no, you don't live there. That's my address. You don't live there. I live there. And then the more aggressive I got with it, every time I would look at one of them and say, you don't live there. I live there. It would disappear until I was sitting in that section by myself. And then I looked towards the front of the facility and there were people up there worshiping so I found myself up there worshiping and we were all singing but everybody else was saying God and I was saying Yahuwah and I was belting it out when I tell you I was just with everything in me singing out his name and I, every once in a while I would open my eyes and people started turning around and looking at me and they were very angry so the revelation of what the dream meant when I walked into the wedding. That's the, that's Yahusha's wedding feast, the lamb's wedding feast. I was going to the wedding, but I had to be separated into a wilderness. So my immediate family in this dream represented Yasharal. It does not, they weren't my actual family in real life. They were, well, they were Yasharal, which is my actual family in real life, I guess. So anyway, <laughs> represented Yasharal. So before I could go into the feast, I had to be separated into a wilderness. And in that wilderness, Yahuwah had me confronting the familiar spirits that I had come into agreement with in my life and in my ancestors' lives. So that's the reason why those people that were there 
look like people I knew in real life because they were familiar spirits. So every time I said, you don't live here, I live here, that was him taking that one away because he saw me fighting it. You know, I was fighting against it instead of coming into covenant with it again. So then that's why at the at the towards the end of the dream, you see me standing at the front and I was proclaiming his name. Now, mind you, when I was in Michigan, I was going, it was a back and forth battle between God and Yahuwah, <laughs> whether or not I should call him Yahuwah. I was battling as the whether or not I should call Yahusha Yahusha because previously I, I was saying Yahweh and Yeshua. And you can even hear that in <laughs> some of the previous, um, some of the earlier episodes of this podcast, because I was in a battle because I was like, I don't know if this is part of the great falling away. Am I falling away? You know what I'm saying? So I was in a battle. So the fact that I was standing at the front in this dream, screaming, Yahuwah, I wasn't screaming. I was singing out as loudly and, and as passionately as I can, Yahuwah. He was showing me that he had set me free. Okay. So then I heard Yahuwah say, those broken covenants you had with the enemy was me cleaning the legal debt or clearing the legal debt you had to me when you broke my law. So when he said, I will wipe the slate clean for you <laughs> legally, don't return to your vomit. He was not talking about my, my legal situation in the natural world. He was talking about my spiritual, my rockal legal situation <laughs> that I had because apparently I was in court and didn't even know it in the Ruwakal realm. Hashatan had put me, had brought me to court and was accusing me before the father. And he said, I will wipe the slate clean for you legally. Don't return to your vomit. And that last part, don't return to your vomit, was his warning to me that if I re-entered into those covenants and the Ruach and the Ruachoth that he purged me from when he began um, healing me, i.e. Ruachal vomit, I wouldn't make it back to him. So if I went back to the same Ruachoth that he just purged out of my life, out of my spirit, my nefesh, if I went back to them, my vomit, my Ruachal vomit, my spiritual vomit, I'm saying it multiple times so you guys really get a picture of what it is I'm saying. He's saying, if you go back, you're not going to make it back to me, which is another indication that there's not enough time to make it back to him because it took me seven years to get to this point. He's saying it ain't another seven years, at least not in me. I'm not saying that, that all this, you know, biblical prophecy is going to happen in the next six, seven years. He's just saying that for me is not enough time to get back. So my son's father was cleared of the debt that he owed to man. But my debt cancellation was to Yahuwah. But he had to show me what it was that he was clean. He had, I had to learn the lesson basically is what I'm saying. So I had to be charged in the physical, but I had already been acquitted in the spiritual, you guys. I hope y'all got, y'all understand what I'm saying because Hasatan wanted me to think that I had been charged all around. You know what I'm saying? What happened in the, in the physical realm was false. He wanted me to lose hope in Yahuwah. He wanted me to be upset with Yahuwah. And Yahuwah was like, Yahuwah sent me that dream to say, no, my daughter, <laughs> this is what I'm doing. Don't be deceived, okay? Walk by faith, not by sight. Your physical eyes are deceiving you right now. So I want to read Lucas 11, verses 24 to 28. When the unclean Ruach is gone out of a man, and by the way, Ruachoth 
is spirits. That's the word for spirits in Hebrew. So, okay, let me start over. When the unclean rock is gone out of a man, he walks through dry places seeking rest and finding none. He says, I will return unto my house whence I came out. And when he comes, he finds it swept and garnished. Then goes he and takes unto him seven other ruachoth more wicked than himself. And they enter in and dwell there. And the last state of that man is worse than the first. And it came to pass, as he said these things, a certain woman of the company lifted up her voice and said unto him, Blessed is the womb that bore you and the breast which you have sucked. But he said, Yea, rather, blessed are they that hear Alaftal, eth, the word of Alahim, and guard it. Woo! Mm. So I can tell you my story and walk you through the steps you who it took me through. But it's up to you to do a complete about face. Now, I didn't do the voice this time, you guys. <laughs> Deny yourself, pick up your execution stake, and follow Yahusha Hamashiach. And that's an order soldier, all right? <laughs> As usual, if you want to get in contact with me, you can reach me at replenishme at gmail.com, R-I-P-L-E-N-I-S-H, me at gmail.com. Please, 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 if there's anything you want to talk to me about, I don't care what it is, just reach out. <laughs> All right, you guys, as always, much shalom and ahav, which is love. So much shalom and ahav, and until next time, shalom alahim. <laughs>